Welcome back to Cyberology, Dakota State University's podcast for all things cyber and technology. I'm Jen Burris. My name is Gabe Midland. And today we have a special guest, Dr. Doreen Bennett, the Dean of the College of Business and Information Systems. Doreen, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I will tell you about myself, and I want to first thank you for having me visit with you today and do this episode of Cyberology. Absolutely. As Jen said, I'm the Dean of the College of Business and Information Systems. And a little bit about my background, I've been at Dakota State for quite some time. I started at Dakota State as an instructor in the health information management area, which is a part of College of Business and Information Systems, and moved up in the ranks through assistant professor and associate professor, professor, and taught a number of classes. Um, Somewhere along the line, I did make a moved to administration and became the director of the program, which meant that I had some teaching responsibilities, but I also had some administrative responsibilities. And I did that for a number of years, supervised some faculty and and um, taught the students and did that. And then I had the opportunity to move into the position of the dean of the College of Business and Information Systems. So I've been at Dakota State for over 35 years, but it's been a uh, Work in progress, I guess. (laughs) And so how long have you been dean then? I've been dean about five years. Five years? Okay. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your uh, transition then over the years? What kind of led you um, toward the path of administration? What kind of made me move toward the path of administration is kind of a, a silly reason perhaps, but I really liked teaching and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the nine months off. And then I thought, you know, if I make a change in my career and go back into industry, because I had been working in the health information management field before I came to academia, I'm going to have to go year-round because most of those jobs aren't going to have summers off. So as long as I'm thinking about maybe making a move in my career, what's the next step? And administrators are year-round. So I thought, well, if I have to do year-round, I just will do year-round here. So then when the opportunity opened up Mm -hmm. for the director position to open up, I thought, okay, I'm ready to move into another position. And since it's going to be year-round, I'll go ahead and do that. So that's how I made the transition is um, we just had had a change. Over those years, I had worked with a number of directors, probably three, three or four, do those years. And then this came open, and I well, you know what, I think I'm going to apply for it and see. So that's what I did, and I moved into administration. But at that point, it was partial teaching, partial administration. Mm-hmm. I had a quarter-time release for each program, so I taught like a quarter-time. And so it was kind of a weaning away because now as the dean, I'm not in the classroom right now anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about the College of uh, Business and Information Systems? What does that all entail? Okay. Um, The College of Business and Information Systems has, like, three main areas, perhaps. We Mm -hmm. have uh, the business area that has programs like marketing, that has marketing, accounting, management, finance, business technology, as well as um, professional accountancy. And so we have our business area. Our second area is information systems, computer information systems, that has programs in... um, application development, project management, and business analytics, but it's computer information systems. Artificial, the artificial intelligence and organization kind of bridges those two areas. And the third area is our health information informatics area. 
Okay. And so in those areas, um, how do you kind of uh, integrate technology into them? Um, I'm guessing mm-hmm. they're pretty tech heavy in yes, general. Yes, they are. They really are. Um, I like to tell people that when they say, I like to work with computers, they really don't mean they like to work with computers. They like to work with people using computers. And so that's what our programs really do is that they do those functions um, using computers and technology. Uh, you don't do, very rarely anyway, do you do some of the old accounting on the paper and that type of thing. You use technology and spreadsheets and um, the different softwares for that health information management You know, we all think of maybe as our medical records as those folders that the doctor would look at and file on all these shelves, but now we've got electronic health records. And uh, so technology is just the functions are being done the same um, as far as what needs to be done, but they're being done using computer technology. So it's infused throughout all of the areas that you, you can't not do those jobs anymore. One of the things also that I like about the College of Business and Information Systems is that when they say they want to work with computers, this is putting computer into a context and a purpose. It's not necessarily writing the computer program, but it's like here's how a computer is used to do this. So it's putting that technology into a context and a purpose. Okay. Um, can you elaborate a little bit about um, some of the different areas of purpose that uh, you guys focus on? Okay. Um, in the business area, we look at um, managing is one of our programs where they manage the um, employees and look at human resources is in there. Um, another important part of that is um, the entrepreneurship and starting companies or starting some sort of product or something, but being an entrepreneur, and that's in our business area mainly, also mm-hmm. within our health, our um, information systems area. And we also then have the artificial intelligence in organizations, which is a little bit different than the artificial intelligence from the more technical computer science, math, building the algorithms part of artificial intelligence but is how is artificial intelligence used in an organization? How is it impacting the people? Mm-hmm. How are the jobs changing? Um, if before you had your human resource department maybe did some screening things that now the machine can do or that type of thing. So how is it changing how jobs are being done? And that's what we do in the artificial intelligence and organizations major is um, look at it from the people side. I think probably all of our programs are the people side of computing. And so it's so, bringing that human aspect to technology? Yes, definitely is within our programs. The health information management, health informatics, uh, really has undergone a big change with electronic health records. And some of you maybe have you know, seen the electronic health records. When you go to the doctor now, they have a computer screen that they're putting things on and that type of thing. And um, so we've been teaching health information as to the content and what needs to be in a medical record and what are the important parts, who communicates in a medical record or a health information record. And that really hasn't changed. Doctors still make notes and nurses still make notes and that type of thing. They're just doing it in a different format. And I think one of the things that we're learning with health information informatics is that it's just the tool. 
I think the electronic health record, the computer is going to become just the tool they use, just like they used to use a pen to write their progress notes. They're now putting them on the computer, and so it's the information and the data that's in the the health information management or health information record that is going to be important to our students and our graduates. So that's why we've got a really big part of informatics in our program because now you've got all that data, so how can you use that? How can you make better decisions? Doctors are now having a whole database. So instead of using their experience of what they've experienced, they now have a vast amount of information, big data, but how do you manage that? And so that's um, part of what they do. You've been here for quite a while and seen a lot of really exciting changes in the field. I'm kind of curious about uh, what's coming up, and um, what can you tell us about things that you're hearing about or maybe preparing for that uh, might be more ubiquitous or more common in, say, five years that we'll be teaching our students about or what they'll be doing? I think probably that, um, like I said, it's just going to be a tool. It's just going to be the computers are just going to be something. So I think our skill set is really going to change into being wise users and being um, critical thinkers Mm -hmm. about using that information as they have that all those tools that they're that they can use. It's like how can they evaluate that and how. So I think we'll see that skill change and. become more and more important, the evaluation and the, their ability to make d- decisions based on that. Um, we'll see less rote, repetitive type things because that computers will take over doing some of that. So it's going to be the things that need decisions, the things that need a people, people, a person to think about are the things that our students are still going to be doing and the jobs that they're still going to have. So how do you kind of keep up to date with, like, industry standards? Um, You have some uh, boards, is that right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We do um, really focus in on staying current with the industry and what's going on out there so that our graduates are prepared. So we have advisory boards for all of our programs uh, that meet at least once a semester, sometimes once or each semester, twice a year that gives us input on what are they looking for for employees, what are they seeing for new technologies, what are some of the biggest problems that they see facing them. We've talked to them about how life is changing at post-COVID, you know, how are employees changing, employees' expectations changing. Our business program has really looked at that. We've talked about, well, how do we train employers or our graduates to maybe be managers or work in a virtual environment? Um, and so we have advisory boards from all the areas, health information, um, from the hospital systems, from the payers, the insurance companies, uh, are talking to us about what do they need from and what do they see as future needs. Um, our health information was cyber before cyber was cool because they were starting to talk about electronic health records and voice recognition. And that's been going on in healthcare for quite a while. Uh, and so... We depend on them to tell us, what are you looking for for graduates? What are some of the challenges that you face that we can help you with? And then we also tell them about us and what we are doing. Are we on the right track? Um, Does that curriculum sound right? Is that something that we should be teaching? Um, And then asking them also to um, 
help promote our programs and our let others know about it and gather information from others too. You know, if you're not a particular, if that isn't something you do, do you go to a conference? Um, our faculty are also very active in professional associations related to their professions. Our accountancy teacher is a CPA or certified professional accountant, and he's an active member of that professional association. Our project management instructor is credentialed as a project manager, so she's earned the professional credentials and attends their meetings. So we stay involved with um, the industry through professional associations as well. And so how do how does all that influence the curriculum then in the College of BIS? It really has a big impact because if we're not teaching them what they're looking for, they're going to quit looking. <laughs> and so we need to make sure that we are teaching what is happening out there, what is going to be happening. And they give us good ideas. They'll say, here's something that we think would really be cool. Um, for you guys to teach. Nobody's teaching it. That's we just asked him about it. Well, is anybody teaching or is any, do you know of anybody or are you getting training in how to deal with virtual employees? How do you supervise them? How do you monitor them? Um, as they just told us at the last advisory board meeting, the ones that are productivity-based job functions that you can count how many emails did they do a day or how many of these things did they do a day is easier to monitor virtually than somebody that's maybe in meetings all day and talking. So how do you manage that when it's not productivity-based and something that you can measure and have metrics for? So they're saying, we need some training in that because as more, you know, um, more people are wanting to stay home, perhaps after COVID, COVID kind of changed, and we also looked at how do you perform on, or how do you behave on Zoom meetings, and how, what's appropriate interactions in a virtual setting. And so that's some of the training. They just said, hey, this is what we're seeing, that we don't know how to deal with it now. And so that's something. So they tell us what are some of their problems that we can address. Okay. And um, you've introduced some new certificates, programs, classes over the past year or two. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about those? Sure. That also brings up another point that I would maybe like to make is that we are really strong in the College of Biz in stackable programs, or I call them milestones along their um, academic path, so that there's a certificate in um, digital accounting. It's where they get just enough, it's like four courses on accounting and then the software that we use in accounting, but that will stack into then the associate degree. So the students can move into an associate degree without losing any of the value that, or the credits that they have earned as a certificate. The associates will build into the baccalaureate. Um, and so that's something that we have quite a, most of our programs are stackable and you can start, you can be out working and maybe say, I oh, you know what, I just need to get the skills in that. And so I'm not gonna go back to school uh, I, I don't need a full degree, um, but I need a certificate in something. So we've done that. Um, our most recent changes or additions were the digital accounting ones. I said we're one of the few schools in this region that does have a requirement for technology to be in it. Our students have to use a software for accounting, and they have to use Excel or the softwares in the accounting. So it is a digital 
accounting type program. So we've added an associate with that and a certificate for that for those students. We're also looking um, at, we added a business ethics because that was another thing that we heard is that with technology, you always hear, oh yeah, you go to, I'm not going to, you go to ITS or your information technology people and say, I want to do this. Can you do that? And they'll say, yeah, I can make the computer do that or I can write a program that will do that. And then you have to stop and think, but should we? <laughs> so it's not always can you do something, but should you do something? So the ethics part of technology has become more important. Um, so we added a certificate in business technology and technology ethics or the ethics of technology. Um, it has business ethics in it. It also has um, technology ethics that is taught um, by somebody with a cyber program. So it's an um, interdisciplinary program, but we thought that's the real need that's going on out there is getting the people to think about that. So ethics and technology is a new, another new one. The artificial intelligence in organizations that I mentioned is another new one um, to give those students and the graduates the ability to use those technologies. Okay, and um, for the business and technology ethics aspect of things, does that kind of factor into like maybe um, the development of software to for facial recognition and things like that where there can be biases that are accidentally contributed into the yep. software? Yep, that's something that we definitely are looking at. And it's like how the people use the technology and use the artificial intelligence, such as um, facial recognition. One of our um, faculty members is doing some research on the, fac the recognition or the computer facial recognition or whatever that in airports and that type of thing. So she's doing some research in that. And so that is an important part of are you looking at it? Um, and looking and at are you using it? the intent versus how it could also, how someone else could use it, even if your initial intent may have been different. Mm -hmm. Could have been a positive one, but is there a negative way to use it? Yep, and so that's part of the whole ethics of it. That sounds like a really fascinating topic. Mm -hmm. And one of our other classes that we just started and that we're offering this semester or in the spring for the first time is one on the technology with blockchain and crypto um, currency and that type of thing. Just it's an elective at this point. Just to get everybody, whatever major they're in, might run into that. You know, blockchain is used in um, manufacturing. It's used in healthcare. And so whatever industry you're in, you might need to learn a little bit more about that. So we're trying to keep up with some of the new technologies for our students. And so we're offering that course in the spring, being co-taught by three different faculty. Okay, so uh, for the blockchain uh, course, uh, that covers a variety of different areas. Is that right? The um, finance, um, business marketing kind of stuff, yep. and then also the technology aspect? Yes, it's going to be we're having um, somebody from – the um, other colleges um, talk about some of the technology part of it, the programming, the algorithms and that type of thing of it. And then um, our finance one is going to be used, is going to be talking about how um, crypto or how blockchain is being used and virtual trades and that type of thing is being done. Our marketing person is really interested in um, disruptive technologies, whether that's virtual reality, blockchain, 
And so she's going to be working, um, teaching part of the course from that marketing and business aspect. Sounds like it'll be a well-rounded course. It will be. So um, what are some of the unique things in uh, your college that you'd like to highlight? Um, I think one of the, some of the unique things might be the different programs that we have and the technologies infused through all of them. Uh, our students, we have great placement rates. Our students are getting jobs, they're getting good jobs. And so I would like to highlight that because we do listen to our advisory boards. We do have um, a lot of guest speakers that talk to us about what's going on out there and our students um, are prepared. We also have um, internships. One of our faculty members is an internship coordinator for both the computer science and the information systems and the business students. And so she coordinates um, internships for credit. And our, we encourage internships to give the students that real-life experience. Sometimes our employers, and they're looking for the students, they say, you know, that's like a three-month job interview because then we get to know, do we want to hire them? And they often get jobs hired afterwards. But um, So our internships are uh, another important part of the college of biz. Absolutely. And I've um, even heard of from students and talked to them that have received job offers before they've even graduated. Mm-hmm. So that's very impressive. Quite a few of ours do have jobs before they graduate. So, Gabe, what other burning questions do you have for Doreen? Where do you see the biggest potential for growth in your college? Um, I always find it fascinating, the discussion about technology, about how it's going to save us time and we're going to be able to um, do more with less. And it ends up that uh, we get so much information, we ended up doing more (laughs) and getting less done. But I'm I'm just curious, um, do you see uh, a demand in any one of the fields that is included in your college that is really going to spring forward? I think that the health information and informatics area is really going to see some growth as far as, because as more and more places get electronic health records and we get more and more connected and we have telehealth and the documentation that goes with that and along with the ability for them to work anywhere um, with electronic health records, um, the geographic boundaries aren't going to be there. And so I think that's going to interest a lot of students because they're going to be able to be married to a farmer in the middle of South Dakota and work for a healthcare facility in New York City. Um, So I think this uh, the virtual work environment is going to attract and health is going that way. Um, Electronic health records um, is just making it possible. You still have to have your patient caregivers there, but the documentation can be anywhere. The payment and the processing of the bills can be anywhere. And so I think that that geographic, taking those geographic borders away is going to be big. Also within health information is, um, it's now kind of health information outside the walls. It's not like a single department. They're working in information technology. They're working in the clinical decision support areas as support people to the clinicians to understand the data um, or organize it, not necessarily so much as to understand it, but know how to organize it and present it. And so 
health informatics and information management, our project management specialization within the computer information systems is a vital role and I think as more and more projects are going on and more need managed and we can't just, companies aren't just wanting to fly by the seat of their pants anymore. They want to plan their projects. They need someone to organize them. So I think that and the business analytics specialization in computer information systems because as you said, there's so much data and how do you use it to make good decisions. And so I think the business analytics, just getting that predictive analytics and try to predict what's going to happen. And then also the data visualization, how to make it, do the dashboards and how to make it so that the people can read the information or understand it and see it in a form that makes sense to them. So I think those are a couple of areas that are really going to grow. Absolutely. Um, So... What are your um, hopes or goals for the future of the College of Business and Information Systems? Uh, Definitely to grow. Uh, We could always use more students uh, within that. And I think that uh, one of my hopes and my goals will be to increase the awareness and the understanding of the technology that's used within the programs that we offer and the fields that um, cyber is all-encompassing. I tell some. I told somebody this is cyberology podcast, <laughs> so I can say cyber is an adjective for cyber health, cybersecurity, cyber business. So cyber is just using the computers to do something. So I think one of my hopes and goals would be to make that well understood that um, that cyber is just an adjective to describe a lot of different things that people are doing. And it's all-encompassing for everything at DSU. Okay, well, anything else we haven't talked about today that you'd want to mention? Can't think of anything right offhand. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today, Doreen. Well, thank you. Thank you to Max Elman, our podcast producer. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Subscribe.